0: Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Dream Big Podcast with Bob Goff and friends. You know by now, this is your co-host, Scott Schimmel, and I'm here with... It's me! <laughs> no way! What? <laughs> <Opa>. <laughs>
1: hey, everybody, I hope it's been a great week, and uh, and we're really looking forward to uh, you listening in on a conversation with a friend of mine, uh, Jeremy Coward, and he's been such a beautiful, artistic, out-of-the-box thinker, I think... Uh, you will leave this podcast just being encouraged to think about what are your ambitions and what are the next steps.
0: So, you probably know Jeremy as a photographer, but what we're actually going to talk about is another dream of his that he's been holding on to for years and years. And some of you, as you're listening in, you have a dream that you've been sticking with and holding on to. And maybe you don't have the funding yet or the degree yet, but it's inside you. And so, you're going to want to pay attention to what Bob and Jeremy talk
1: about. How do you stay committed for years and years to the same dream? maybe there was a dream that you had an ambition you nudged up against and you you got some pushback, just push back a little bit harder. You have this beautiful thing. Maybe you took, you know, the lid off kind of Mm -hmm. like Pandora's box. You, uh, you remove the lid and all these like unanticipated consequences happen. Like all this bad stuff. If you followed the, the, the story of Pandora's box and mythology, when, Everything had been released. There's one last thing in the box, and you know mm. what it was? Hope. Ooh, and I good. think the whole idea that you're going to hear from Jeremy is a guy who had a hope. Hmm. And everything else ran out of the box. Mm-hmm. And uh, what he was left with was a hope, but he didn't leave it in the box. Yeah. He said, yeah. "What well, I've got an ambition. I'm going to uh, do what it takes to make that happen.
0: And maybe as you're listening, there's actually a dream that you put back into the box a while ago. Something that it was just seemed a little too scary, a little too overwhelming, a little too daunting. But this could be your opportunity
1: to pull it back out again and look at it. Hey, dust that thing off. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, think of heaven just sitting on the rails, leaning over, hoping you'll get to this ambition of yours, this yeah. beautiful, worthwhile ambition.
0: Yeah. I'm convinced if there's a dream inside you, it's not there to. Trick you or distract you or bum you out—it's there to pay attention to and realize. And it's
1: not supposed to be just brain candy, where you have a couple moments and you can just think it's like you know Snickers yep. bar for the brain. But instead, to say you've got this thing uniquely—you've brought, you've got—I don't know if it's eighty or one hundred and eighty years that you've got here. I'm guessing more the former than the <laughs> latter. Um, so you're burning daylight. Let's uh, make some headway. So, listen in as we talk to Jeremy. What he had in mind the obstacles he had to overcome and what he's going to do about it. Hey, everybody. I'm with a friend, Jeremy Coward, today. Jeremy, thank you so much for jumping on the podcast.
2: Of course, Bob. Thanks for having me.
1: We have been friends for quite a while, and we're talking about... Uh, This uh, framework uh, item, which is land the plane. And for those of you that have been tracking with the podcast, we've uh, come up with seven hangers, if you will, to land, to frame these different ideas we're talking about. The first was pick a big ambition. And uh, Jeremy, you could feel a whole podcast on that. And we're going to talk about your ambitions. The second one was to explore opportunities. And that's another one you could fill. Uh, The next one is to clear the path. Like, so what are the Limiting beliefs that you've had that are getting in the way, then take action. Don't just make a list, make a call. Uh, expect there'll be a couple setbacks sustained belief. And here's the last one. We're talking about landing the plane. And the reason that I thought this would be so perfect, Jeremy, to talk about with you is you've had an idea for the longest time we've been talking about, and you've gone through actually each of the things that I just described from the ambition to the opportunity to like, you know, what got in the way and take action. Can you just let everybody know, uh, the four people on earth that don't know you already, uh, who you are and what was your ambition and what have you been thrown your world into
2: yeah so um i'm i'm jeremy i've I've got a wife and four kids i'm from nashville tennessee uh, for the last 15 years i've been a professional photographer for a living um and that's taken me all over the country and the world alike um but about seven years ago actually on a photo shoot in los angeles uh god kind of hit me over the head with a, a a really big idea, and that was to build a global hotel chain from scratch.
1: As as happens oftentimes with people are in Los Angeles taking photographs, they say, like, oh, I know what I'm going to do. I'll build a global hotel chain. <laughs> That's, God, I just don't want that to be lost on everybody. Sometimes your ambitions are just to make it through the day. and And for all of us, you included, Jeremy, I know those are sometimes just the ambition, but Once in a while, something big and audacious and crazy comes up. What did you do next when you just like had this thing that most people would just say, "Well, that's absurd. There's no way." What did you do next?
2: Well, yeah, I I give God credit because it's not like I was brainstorming that day. I wasn't in. I wasn't needing a new career. I wasn't, you know, bored of photography. And I was just walking down a hallway in a hotel when, and suddenly the vision hit me. All at once, you know, for the entire hotel, and the concept is called the Purpose Hotel, and it's basically where everything in the building uh, is connected to a cause or a nonprofit around the country or the world. And so, by staying there, you're changing the world in your sleep. And you know, the name, the tagline, the the ideas, the nonprofits—all of it hit me at once. And so, what I did next was I told everybody that day. You know, the guys I was in the meeting with, on the photo shoot with. Um, that I remember I came home and told my wife, and usually she looks at me cross-eyed because I have so many ideas that she's used to hearing them and being like, cool, can you uh, run take the trash out? I'm going <laughs> to run to Target. I'll be back in a little while. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, wait, did you hear anything I just told you? So I was expecting that kind of response, like, no way, we're not going to build a global hotel <laughs> but she started crying uh, when I, when I told her that, which is only one of two times in our 20 years of marriage that she has cried at the thought of an idea. And so that of course moved me immensely to see my wife love an idea that much. Um, So then I actually did take action right away. I went and I tried to find a guy that, you know, owns hotels and I found one in Los Angeles and we started talking, talking for a few meetings and, I just got that gut thing that this is not the right vibe. And so I bailed on him and then I spent three years in fear of it. (laughs) Really? Wow. Just how so? I was just so scared of, even though I still believed in it. In fact, I remember uh, talking to you backstage at the catalyst conference, I think that same year in 2012. And I was like, Bob, I think I want to build a hotel. And, uh, you believed in it as well. I mean, you started instantly having ideas and, uh, your, your belief meant the world. And so I knew all along, just bouncing it off people that it was good. And I would even like share it at conferences in front of, you know, large audiences. Cause I just knew that maybe if I start speaking it, people will just come alongside, or maybe there'll be a hotel person in the audience. So I just started vocalizing it for three years, even though I still wasn't actually taking steps towards it. And so in 2015, three years later, my business partner and I decided to start with the public. And so we launched a Kickstarter campaign, uh, which famously failed, uh, but it succeeded in gaining uh, publicity and traction. And so we relaunched our Kickstarter immediately again, and it succeeded the second time.
1: Well, let's, can we just, Park on that for a second. So, for those of you listening, you've got this ambition, and what Jeremy did, he started telling everybody about his ambition. You've got an ambition. Let everybody know. If you get pulled over for speeding, let the cop know. Let the milkman know. <laughs> the, whoever you work, if you're at Wiener Schnitzel, make uh, tell the guy that's making the hot dogs. Let them know about your ambition. But don't look for approval, and don't look for permission. What you're doing is you're letting,
2: other, yeah. Yeah, and the other thing I would say is, and this this one is, this is where it gets tricky. Because, you know, a lot of people say, well, aren't you afraid of someone stealing the idea? You know, uh, that's why a lot of people keep their idea secret. And there's part of me that was afraid of that. But I just felt this, like God, God just saying, like, just share it, share it, share it, share it. And so I did everywhere. I just shared it openly and uh, sure, another, I guess, hotel brand could run with it. But I don't know. That was just my instinct was I know somebody has still this, but I have to keep talking about it. I didn't know anything else. So,
1: yeah, that's like this idea, let your ambitions outdistance your fears that you could think of a bunch of reasons not to tell people. And oftentimes the reason isn't that somebody will start farming your idea The idea is that uh, if you let people know, maybe they'll disapprove of your idea. They'll say they're trying to express love to you, but they actually do it in a way that does some harm to your ambition. And I just don't think we need to empower people to do that. So what I liked is that you'd gone to somebody who actually did hotels and your gut was telling you, this just isn't the right person. So instead of bailing on your idea, you said, I'm going to actually find some safe people to go. So how did you make the transition from having met with somebody, having a bad experience and wanting to park it to actually saying, you know what, I'm going to throw my hat over the fence. We're just actually going to do this thing.
2: Yeah, it was a combination of things. I remember flying over New York city in 2015 and just looking down at the sea of skyscrapers. I mean, literally thousands and thousands of just huge buildings. And I just thought, man, every one of those buildings had to start somewhere with one person and one idea. Like, why can't I be one of those people? And why can't the story, which, you know, is, is so much greater than me, so much greater than all of us. It is truly a a building that's going to champion other people around the world. Like, why can't this be just one building, you know? And so that that was a moment of just, just God kind of speaking into me like, you can do this. I give you this idea for a reason. And then um, my business partner, we just both felt it was right. It was the right time. And, um, you know, I had some other people here in Nashville that are much smarter than I am and much more accomplished than I am. They were also just speaking that that belief into the dream like it's it's time to do this.
1: But one of the things that is has been clear in all the years I've known you is that you draw people into your ideas, like literally and figuratively, <laughs> literally as an artist, you can draw these things. You make something out of nothing. It starts with an idea, but you're not just building consensus around it. You're saying, I actually have an idea. And if you're listening, you have an idea. Take the next step. And the next step isn't to have everybody vote on your idea. The next step is to find some safe people who are not just smart, but they're wise. And they could say, listen, these are the things that I think are next steps forward. And not to take all the steps, but a lot of people somehow rule themselves out. If their last name isn't Marriott or Hilton, they think that, well, who would I be to uh, start a hotel? And you just decided you're Jeremy and you actually are empowered to do this. So what happened next? A second Kickstarter, and it worked.
2: Yeah, um, and by the way, I wanted to add one more thing to what you were just saying, is I always say that you have to find your peanut butter. And what I mean by that is, as a creative person, I'm the jelly, like I'm this messy substance that's all over the place, but I have a lot of flavor, and you know, but the peanut butter, uh, someone in your life who, thinks differently than you, even opposite from you. Um, You know, the peanut butter is a smooth, you know, substance that holds us, the jelly together. And and together we make this beautiful combination. So my business partner is just different from me in every way possible. He is the left brain, business, finance, operations. I am the right brain, creative, vision, all that. So a lot of times creative people try to find other creative people to start something with. And I think that's a really bad idea. I think you really have to find somebody very, very different from me and very safe that you can trust, like you were just saying.
1: So, so well said in this idea of landing the plane, that would be peanut butter and jelly. It's to land the plane is to move from an ambition to clearing the path, taking action, expect there'll be a couple setbacks along. You sustain belief. You said, we're gonna do the Kickstarter again. Landing the plane isn't surrounding yourself with people that are like yourself. So you found the right team Tell me about the next Kickstarter.
2: Yeah, so our first goal in our Kickstarter was two million dollars. I had just had a friend try to raise a um, hundred grand to make a camera bag, a freaking camera bag, and he raised five million dollars to to make this <laughs> nice bag. Yeah, and I thought surely if my buddy can raise five million for a camera bag, I can raise two million for a hotel chain. You know, like surely they you know I can do, do that. Uh, but what I realized about Kickstarter, um, so, so, well, let me stop there. Our our goal is 1000000 million, I'm sorry, $2 million. We fell short and only raised seven hundred grand. but you don't get any money if you don't hit your goal. So we got $0, you know, even though our goal is $2 million. Um, but what I realized about Kickstarter is that the hotel was a, a large ask because we're, we were saying, can you support something that won't exist for years, that won't be in your city unless you live in Nashville? and it's really just an idea that was that I realized that in hindsight because the camera bag you know that's something people say oh I want this bag and I can have it and it's a cool little thing that I take everywhere with me like I think that's why gadgets work so well on Kickstarter the hotel was a much harder ask because it was so conceptual Um, but anyway we still had thousands of people back it and support it and so when we failed we literally relaunched immediately uh, with a goal of three hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and we ended up raising, hitting the seven hundred thousand mark again. So we basically raised the same amount of money with the lower goal. And that money, that seven hundred it's really lasted us uh, you know three or four years because that's paid for architectural fees, designer fees, attorneys, lawyers, I mean, just all the expenses that we've had. Over the three years, and my business partner, and I you know, I've still made zero dollars from this idea, but that money uh, has really gone to fund the process thus far.
1: What are the what are the next steps?
2: Well, so uh, we just announced something really big. Uh, uh, first of all, we announced um, the rendering. We finally showed our hotel what it's going to look like. That was a big announcement. Then we announced. A crazy story where um, you talk about smart people getting involved. Um, You know, along the way, people kept telling us we need to meet with uh, Horst Schulze. He's the uh, founding COO and president of Ritz-Carlton. And all this time, I'd be like, yeah, right, right. That's not going to happen. But somebody, um, uh, my friend Penny Hunter did set up the meeting. And uh, we walked into Horst's office in Atlanta. And you know, told him the quick vision statement, and quick idea. And he just, I don't think was getting in. So after about 10 minutes, it was kind of like in and out. we were about to shake hands and say, thanks for your time. But I, uh, I was like, Horace, I'd really love to show you more. I'd really love to show you the full vision. So we sat down, our 10 minutes turned into three hours. And at the end, he said, I personally want to manage uh, this hotel. I want to do all your staffing, hiring and training. And so that little meeting, uh, literally landed, you know, he's been named the top number one hotelier in the world. Um, and so, uh, yeah, we, we landed a deal with Horst in that meeting. And so now we're officially, you know, working with him every week on, uh, doing this hotel. Oh,
1: congratulations. So you're listening and you're thinking, okay, so I'm not going to go build a hotel, what I have is this ambition to, maybe it's just go out on a date, whatever it is. Don't just collect a bunch of information. At some point, you say, I, what I'm going to do is let uh, the right people know about my ambition. I'm going to look for opportunities. I remember when I was trying to get Marie to like me, which is an ongoing pursuit. Um, I bought this crummy little sailboat. We anchored uh, in this little bay in San Diego, and she wanted to read The Friendship Factor. I would have read a phone book upside down if it got me within six feet of her. And so you're willing to do what it takes to get what you want. Um And then eventually uh, I got her to put the stupid friendship factor book because I want to be my wife, not my friend. And so that idea of taking action, you'll expect a couple setbacks. There'll be something that will come back, whether it's a Kickstarter that didn't work, if it was something you tried. For some of you, you think God just closed the door when really some guy named Billy just said no. And so I love in your story, Jeremy, you just were undaunted. You just said, I'm just actually going to go do this thing because it's a beautiful idea. Landing the plane is not waiting for permission anymore. Just decide, I'm going to do this thing. And it's not just being headstrong, it's being purposeful. (laughs) And hence the name, like the whole idea. So tell me what got you through. Uh, times where you were wondering, am I just nuts? I mean, I've been at this for seven years, like actually, you know, a quarter of your life <laughs> or more, like you've been at this, the, what got you through those times where somebody listening, saying, man, I've had this thing, I got to land the plane. What kept you going?
2: Well, I need to tell you the story of a major setback we had and what happened uh, right after Cause this is a story that I would truly be telling the rest of my life. And it's what my, um, my book uh, that I just released ends on this story, because it, it's such a, a mom mark in our story. But two Decembers ago, uh, December 2017, we had been working all year towards building a boutique hotel in a really hip area in Nashville. But Friday night, December uh, 2nd, the, the board let me know that, hey man, we love this idea but our, our neighborhood has hotel, you know, just fatigue, development fatigue. He's like, there's no way this hotel's going to happen, even though we love it. And so that night my dreams were crushed literally back to the drawing board. A year of work is gone. This uh, hotel is not happening. Uh, so the very next, the very next morning, not even 12 hours later, I show up to Hell portrait where I've been serving the homeless with my friends for 10 years now, about eight of those years. Uh, this guy has been coming dressed as Santa Claus and Santa does Santa duties. He takes pictures with the kids, gives them presents and uh, it's amazing. But I've never really spoken to Santa other than Santa, you're amazing. Thank you for coming. So he walks in that morning in his Santa suit and he said, Hey, I heard you're building something special. And again, and this is just me and Santa because I got there so early. And I said, well, I said, yeah, I've got this idea for this hotel. I said, well, our, la- our land fell through last night. Um, and so I'm really, really sad. We're back to the drawing board. I s- and then I told him the concept and he said, well, I love the concept. He said, oddly enough, since 1974, I have owned four acres next <laughs> to the brand new convention <laughs> center and down.
1: No, get out of town. Yeah. He
2: said, we already have it zoned for 20 story hotel. We want something creative that gives back, that's different. I said, Santa, you've got to be Can You own four, like $40 million worth of real estate downtown Nashville. Like the only little square pocket that hasn't been developed, Santa yes. Claus owns. Uh, <laughs> of I course. Was, I was in disbelief because, you know, God had literally been weaving that story for a decade. With me and Santa quietly serving the homeless together, I didn't know he owned land. And yeah. so I was so moved by the moment, like chills down my whole body, that I, I took a selfie with Santa in that moment. So I was like, dude, we uh, have to document
1: this. Oh, uh, boy, talk about angels unaware. Well, one of the things that for uh, those of us listening, uh, you'd say, okay, so I've got an ambition. You're looking for things. Are you situationally aware? Do you know who's around you? And have these conversations believing that you've got a beautiful ambition, you've got something you've... It laden with purpose, and it's really worth all the effort that you're putting into it. And then let God just blow your doors away. Whether faith is important to you or not, let him blow your doors
2: away anyway.
1: <laughs> just say, wow. Yeah. So
2: it's just been those kind of moments where we truly, truly, truly feel like we are just along for the ride and God, <laughs> God is just doing the rest because there have been so many of those type moments.
1: One of the things that happens, sometimes you can uh, take, in a a half an hour, we can take this arc from having an ambition to Santa Claus. Now you're sitting on his lap and he's telling you, I own four acres. (laughs) Well, And that collapses into 30 minutes. But uh, keep in mind, if you're listening, this is a seven-year arc and even longer than that. So if you're in the middle of your thing... Don't be discouraged. Landing the plane means getting to the airport. It's like, and it's going to take a while. It's not just a puddle jumper. Some of us want to go uh, really far. So landing the plane means just being aware that this is going to take a while and then just staying encouraged along the way. Let people know this is a beautiful ambition. Live in anticipation of what might happen and keep your eyes open. I love at the beginning of the book of Acts. It says, Acts one one says, Theophilus, which means lover of God, look for many convincing proofs that God's still alive. And I'm just like, that would be looking for a convincing proof against seeing in the most unlikely ways. And I can't always see in real time what God's up to, but sometimes in the longer arc, you see like, oh, wow, I can see the fingerprints. Is that the same for you, Jeremy?
2: Well... I'll tell you uh, right now on our, on our schedule, we are scheduled to open this hotel late April, 2022, which will literally, I had the idea April 30th, 2012. So if we open in April 22, that'll be literally be a decade from idea to opening, opening doors. And so we still have, you know, we're scheduled right now to break ground next spring. And so two year build from there. And so Bob, I can't even tell you how, how hard it's been I mean they're just like because I lost once I had the idea for the hotel I kind of lost my passion for photography because the hotel was so much bigger but I ha- I've had to wait seven years already just to see this thing through and so I mean there are just months and months and weeks and days where i just doubting everything and you know, God, is this this happening? It feels like a fantasy. It feels, you know, seeing everybody else's careers continue to, you know, blow up and everybody's doing so many cool things. And I'm just sitting there going, well, twiddling my thumbs for a decade, you know, saying, well, one day, God's, I promise this this little hotel idea is going to come to fruition. So yeah, it's been it's been brutally hard.
1: I'm always thinking about that idea. You know, if you want a radish, it takes 20 days. And if you want a pear, it takes seven years. <laughs> and I just keep on, you know, I actually don't like a radishes. You can grow them fast, but you know, and I'm not against, I don't want to get a letter from Radish uh, Association. But I think the whole idea is to be patient, just know that God's growing something bigger and in a different way than sometimes our timetable. So you got a beautiful ambition. You're going after it. Sustained belief. Stay after that thing. But eventually you got to land the plane. And uh, what we can do is keep things like brain candy. It makes us feel good. You're pushing the peas around on the plate and you feel like you're eating. You actually are just pushing the peas around on the plate. And so landing the plane means like getting the right people, get the date in front of the city council, get the sketches actually drawn and some plans uh, and to move from just conceptualizing your idea to actually doing it. And so I think these seven years were probably, as you reflect back on it later, where you got more and more clarity
2: on what it would be and what it wouldn't be. Oh, every day. And as more people come aboard our architects our interior designers are, you know, our management company, it's, it's all crystallizing so much. And, now i'm just i'm just so honored i just feel like i have nothing to do with it to see the 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 team forming it's it's been a beautiful process and the other thing i would encourage people too is that sometimes we think we can only do one thing like i have so many musician friends who are middle aged and burnout that they think all they can do is play guitar or sing or do the thing they've always done but as a you know lifelong photographer, so far i found that it's actually much more fulfilling when we do jump into that new thing because I'm I'm constantly learning. I'm so curious, and I've I've found this hotel as nonprofits and travel and restaurants and fitness and community and serving others and design and art and all these things that I love that is so much more fulfilling for me than just taking really cool photos of already cool looking people, you know, like (laughs) there's only so much that I, that I can do. And so I think people, when you do jump into that fear, you'll be amazed at just how maybe more fulfilled you'll be by that thing. God's calling you to than what you're currently doing.
1: Yeah. One of the things that I've uh, considered so often in my life is that while I've made my life more and more comfortable, that comfortable people don't need Jesus. Actually, desperate people need Jesus. And so to actually maneuver yourself into a point of a little bit more desperation, that's part of landing the plane. To say, I'm actually kind of uh, I, I'm desperate for the next thing because I am not seeing it right now. And so, if, again, if you're listening, uh, continue forward. Get that thing on the ground. Take a definitive next step. To move it closer. Jeremy, if uh somebody's listening, they want your book. Tell me about the the title of the book and how they'll get a hold of you on the web.
2: Yeah, my uh book's called I'm Possible, uh Jumping into Fear and Discovering a Life of Purpose. Um, and they can get that at possiblebook.com. And then uh, of course, I'm just Jer- Jeremy and at Jeremy Coward on social media, and then uh the Purpose and the purposehotel on social media
1: and some killer uh YouTube videos one that went viral uh what would how would they find that just your name on YouTube
2: Yeah probably just uh even it's on my website jeremycoward.com on the about page um so yeah that's kind of what started it all was uh, launching the book that that story that I've now shared you've heard it several times and I've I've been sharing it all over the country ever since
1: So good. Well, thank you, buddy. I'm so grateful for you. Thanks for what you're teaching us and for living a courageous, engaged life. And uh, I'm just so honored to count you as a friend.
2: Well, Bob, thank you for leading the way. You're, You're inspiring all of us and I am deeply, deeply grateful.
0: The most frequent questions we hear at Dream Big are actually really simple. The questions are this, how do I do it? How do I focus on my ambitions and bring them to life? How do I reorganize everything and move towards these dreams that are inside me? That's what Dream Big is all about. And we want to give you an actual resource that you can use so that you can move from your ideas and your ambitions to reality. So go to the link in the show notes, download a really simple workbook that you can use today. Bobby, you know, in the conversations we've had with so many people about their dreams, you keep hearing that there's a lot of critique. There's critique voices, but something that Jeremy had was a voice in his life that said, You got to
1: keep going, which was his wife. Yeah, isn't it fun if you uh, find the right people to surround yourself with? Uh, yeah. Like the guys that were surrounding Job actually weren't that helpful right yeah yeah <laughs> curse god and die yeah and if you've got some friends around your dreams that are telling you just say hey, bail on it it isn't worth it. it's never gonna work yeah i'm not saying surround yourself with people that are blowing sunshine at you all the time but i would say find some people that have actually accomplished a couple things yeah just say hey give it a whirl what's a right. bad day is not having it not work it's uh, a bad day is not trying
0: yeah yeah well One of the things Jeremy said was keep returning to your purpose again and again and again. What's for you in your life? Is there a a habit that you do? Is there someone that you turn to? Like, What do you do so that you don't lose sight of why you're here? You know why I write it
1: down? I know it sounds um, so basic, but literally, these are my objectives right now. These are the things. You went into my email, and the inbox right at the top is these are the big things that are happening right now. Hmm. It's not a to-do list. That's for amateurs. It's a it's a uh, what are my purposes like? Yeah. What am I about? Yeah. Why am I doing that? And they come in the form of big chunks. Like mm. that, there's uh, a camp we're starting. Like mm-hmm. that's I don't know the first thing about that. But I'm saying, what's the next thing I' am gonna do about
0: that? Yeah. yeah. And
1: so if you could just chunk it up a little bit, you know, an overarching purpose. And uh, and so if you continue to go to higher and higher levels mm-hmm. of what your purpose is, yeah. Uh, ultimately, it's a John six twenty nine the disciples were saying, like, you know, what's our purpose? And Mm -hmm. he said, your work is to believe in the one God sent. Yeah. And so because faith uh, directs uh, what I'm doing, I'm just trying to believe in the one he sent. I'm just trying to keep my eyes fixed on Jesus. That is
0: definitely a theme, having talked to you over so many of these episodes, writing for you. And if you're not someone who writes, maybe it's not a habit for you or you just it's, it bums you out, maybe you try speaking to text on your phone. Uh, but the idea of processing and going back again and again to why am I here? Why am I doing what I'm doing? What's most important? Write it down.
1: Talk it out. Think it through. I'm telling you, as a father, I can speak on behalf of fathers that fathers love seeing things written down, even if it's <laughs> challenging. We uh, got our first house. We couldn't afford and uh, we <laughs> we couldn't afford to fix up the house. So we decided we're going to paint the front door. Okay, right. So yeah, like, yeah. you know, it's the right one thing you see. Uh-huh. So we painted it black. It was just gloss. Mm. It was perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a young Adam Goff was uh, in kindergarten and he learned how to spell his name. You oh, see what no. happened? He wrote his name on the door. He scratched in Adam, oh gosh! You know what? I like that door better. Yeah, uh, I yeah. just like that he wrote it down. Yeah, right. <laughs> now I would have preferred a <laughs> like sidewalk chalk, right. you know, a pencil. Uh, but just the fact that he wrote it down, it just mm. pleased me. Yeah. And so even though he got it a little bit wrong from uh, what uh, the intended purpose of the door was. Yeah. Um, I'm just glad that he wrote it down. I think yeah. the Father in Heaven looks at your ambitions. He wants you to write me down too.
0: There's something about writing something down that makes it more permanent, more real, more tangible.
1: Yeah. You know, you know it's crazy? Uh Adam is now twenty-eight years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in our uh uh storage garage, we have the door. Oh really? Do you know why? Because he put his name on it. Yeah. yeah. Right. So I we it's just his. unhinged it. The, the person that bought that house right. are like, dude, where's the door? I'm like, yeah. don't yeah, worry yeah. about right. it. <laughs> <laughs> so as
0: you're listening. Really, literally, pull out a pen and paper or your phone and a memo and write down why are you here, what are your big dreams, and put your name on it, put your name next to that dream.